Hello, I'm Echo Once Your Voice Back, and you're listening to the Us People podcast with Xavier Rocks. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Us People podcast. I'm your host, Savvy Rocks, and today we've got the lovely singer-songwriter Echo. Hey Echo, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, how are you? <laughs> fine. So originally it's Echo Wants Her Voice Back. I love yeah. I love the title and I think that's what drawn me to actually write to you say, yeah, I want to run a podcast. So oh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about the name and how it came about. Sure. Um, I came up with the name with my former bandmate, Labrini, yeah. who's now living in Greece. We were a little bit tipsy, I think, on red wine. That happens. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. We, we just, uh, we, we were writing a few songs together at the time, and um, we wanted a name that kind of represented us both. Uh, she's an amazing guitarist. Um, mm. And... Yeah, we were just thinking, what defines us? What, what do we both... And, and we're, we both love Greek myth. And Echo yeah. is um, a Greek mythical character who... Uh, she's a forest nymph. She gets ah. cursed by, by Hera. She, she has a really, you know, unfortunate um, existence. <laughs> yeah. um, so it it's kind of combines the Greek drama of wanting someone she can never have narcissist I don't know if you know the story where he drowns that's where the, the word narcissist yep. comes from which is quite funny in a sense uh, when you kind of parody that into songs and I guess Echo wants her voice back there is a definite feminist perspective to that you know yeah, and it's strong her as well wanting really strong. Her, yeah the yeah. voice is what defines identity and but yeah, I guess we came up with it in moments when we were quite tipsy and <laughs> in an emotional, you know. But then it all made sense afterwards. But in that moment, it was like echo, echo. We wanted to go with her because she's a tragic figure that not not many, you know, she's, there's not a lot about her. Uh, the myth is quite, um, the versions of the myth that are popular are really quite similar in that she just dies after wasting away when narcissist drowns in his reflection so there's not much yeah. else about her so i guess in taking this title it appropriates that myth and changes its course it reinterprets it it's like she so we wrote a, we wrote a song i remember one of the first songs we wrote that i haven't actually released yet i need to release <laughs> it it's called unfortunate day and it it oh. was um we played it live a few times but it was all about how she watches him drown well, she stalks him around everywhere. He can't yeah. really, you know, they can't get together because she can't speak to him properly and he's in love with himself. And then when oh, okay. she sees him drowning, she just runs away and grieves his death but moves on. <laughs> so it's like, you it know. Sounds like a lot of women. <laughs> a lot of women, a lot of relationships, yeah. exactly. The modern way of looking at relationships, I guess, which I'm not always fond of because I'm very romantic. But at the same time, oh. it's like, you know what? It's a toxic relationship. Just find a way to move on eventually. <laughs> I, think, I think people find that part one of the hardest things to do because it's either people can get so caught up in a relationship or they're just comfortable in that relationship that they just don't want to leave because yeah. no definitely i mean it's, it's hard to get away from that pain you know you don't want that pain to come to you so you'll stay in it even though it is paining you and it is toxic like you're saying but you're yeah. still there no until you see the light until you see the end of the tunnel until you see that light where it says okay you need to do something to make yourself happy or until yeah. you find somebody else who actually makes you forget the previous person. I used to have a band called Serial <laughs> Monogamy. <laughs> when I, I love the titles. I don't know songs. where you get your titles from. That was insane. Yeah, I think, I think you know, it takes time to let go. Uh, it can become a, a really, as you said, you can become very comfortable and familiar with, with something. Mm. And, and be afraid of letting go. And um, yeah, I think emotions can change as well. Love yeah. can change. And... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm definitely not an expert in the subject. I just write songs <laughs> on no, the subject. No, but it seems to me like you put a lot of your 
heart and soul and especially your emotions into what you're doing definitely like, one of the questions it. I do have for you is how do you break them apart how I do you don't. manage to break them apart uh, well you don't. I don't what do you mean break them apart maybe I don't understand. because no 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 it all it is is sometimes we when it comes to people who are creative we can be very sensitive in in what we do and how we do it creatively so sometimes we find it hard to find a break to be able to break the two apart so break love apart and then break our emotional connection to music but how do you if you can do you ever find a way to break both of them apart so love is love and music is music no because it seems that you put your it seems like you put your all into it regardless love is love and music is music Ah, i'm gonna pull it all together oh yeah it seems like you pull it all together but is there a way that you go about creating your music um that's a good question i never i mean i i write what i feel yeah and i try not to veer away from that um even when i'm writing because you can write narrative narrative songs as well you can write all sorts of songs about anything but i think uh, music is definitely primarily emotional um well it is emotional it comes it comes from your heart it comes from your you know your feelings and i don't separate it i never break it down i i think it's my catharsis though it helps me to kind of make sense of things um um in it in that sense, I guess you do use logic as well, because in, yeah, in structuring a song, you focus on it. You have that flow that helps you get some relief from emotions that kind of trouble yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I've been asked the, the question in different ways, like how, how can you write songs that are so sad? Because a lot of my songs are sad, but that's not to say they don't have hope in them. So I think... Yeah. It's important well, for me to have a song with hope. However, some songs, yeah, there's, there's, there can be songs with despair, but yeah. there's hope in the music. So, yeah, um, I think that's that why when you listen to a sad song, you feel better yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it, it it does something to you internally. You connect with it, and yeah, I think that's very yeah. important. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how that influenced you in your music. <laughs> your face. Um, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, go for it. No, I'm ready. <laughs> hey, we, we've got time. <laughs> okay. Um, I grew up in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Oh. And Moscow, Russia, and Cyprus. Um, oh. And yeah, my, my dad was a diplomat. So okay. luckily I had that way of, you know, I had that upbringing of, of getting to know a lot of different cultures from a very yeah. young age. Um I remember Kenya being like paradise. <laughs> I was quite young I when I left. But, I can only imagine. Um, I think that was really important actually for me because I'm still this wild <laughs> thing. I don't brush my hair very often. I'm not very makeup oriented or, you know. Um, it's the same, yeah. I, I'm just very free and I love nature and I need to be around nature to feel good. Um, I don't do it as much in London. Actually, this lockdown has benefited me weirdly enough in that i've gone outside more and i've got to enjoy the parks more um well the park near me greenwich park but yeah i just um i think nature is a is a big deal for me and um growing up in kenya really it was fantastic um and then moscow was great because i grew up at the time when the soviet union collapsed and i got to see all that um and realize you know how privileged we are in the west and yeah uh, definitely yeah and cyprus my little island that's where i was born uh it's divided as you know so a Mm -hmm. lot of my songs and feelings are influenced by that yeah um i lived there for quite a bit and then i moved to the uk studied lit english lit yeah. Then moved back to Cyprus, then moved back here and studied music. You've done a lot of traveling. <laughs> I love traveling, so you can understand how this is impacting my <laughs> travel back. Yeah, I've been traveling for a very long time. I love I love jumping on planes and going to new places, but I love doing it for music and 
to visit my family and my friends, but I, I don't really go on holidays. This is something I realized. Okay. No, that's <laughs> Very rarely yeah. do I just go on a holiday. It has to be connected to, to music, which doesn't feel like work. It feels like it's my life. How old was you when you wrote your first song? To be honest, I don't remember because I know I was writing songs from very, very young age. I would make up yeah. tunes to feel better. My mom yeah. tells me I was really young. I was five. I was six. I would just make up yeah. tunes. But my first proper song, which I recorded, I think I was uh, 16, 17. Oh, wow. Okay. I was quite young. Yeah. Yeah. So you knew it sounded like you knew exactly what you wanted to do. You always yeah. had it in your mind, in your heart, and you knew, like, this is what I want to do. So I, I think so. I didn't know, though. I loved doing it, but I thought it, I wasn't good enough. So it was... Um, Why? It took me... A, well, I guess because, you know, I, I wasn't... Um, what can I say? Like, it, it, this is quite sad. And when I have students, actually, that whose parents yeah. encourage them to do... Um, to to become songwriters at a very young age, because yeah. I do teach songwriting sometimes, and... Uh, I, I tell them, you know, you're very lucky because it, music isn't in most countries and in most traditional yeah, households, it's yeah. not considered something that's going to make you any money or make you a career. So yeah. people don't kind of encourage it as a career move. They encourage it. I was lucky I got to learn piano at a very young age. And, you know, it's not that I wasn't encouraged to, to learn music. It's just, you know, songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> but later on obviously my family was very supportive it's just I wasn't someone born with a big voice let me let me put it that way I, I never had a big voice but I loved writing songs so yeah. uh, and through practice my voice became better uh, but I, I wasn't born like you know I wasn't Celine Dion or a, a Mariah Carey or you know I didn't have that big you range you know what I mean you don't have to <laughs> have that range I think um, like I love, I don't know if you've heard of Enya. I love Enya's yeah, music know, because it's so yeah. spiritual. And yeah. it's not that she has a big voice. It's the way that she's able to connect with sure. people spiritually. Yeah. And I think that that's beautiful compared to your Celine Dion's, Mariah Carey's, Whitney Houston's. Obviously, they're known worldwide, but so is Enya. But it's just on a different spectrum. And I, totally I think you're agree. the same. Thank I think you're you. the same. So you're more... To me, you're more spiritual and very knowledgeable. Just having like a 10-minute conversation with you at the moment, I can see that your knowledge is vast on because you've traveled to so many countries. So my next question for you would be, would you recommend artists to travel more? Oh, to definitely. inspire them to write? Yeah, definitely. And I don't feel I've traveled enough, to be honest. In the last... 10 12 years that I've been living in London I've traveled a bit but not enough because I've been working a lot or stressing yeah. you know <laughs> no um, we don't want the stress Tell the stress no <laughs> um yeah I I think traveling is so important and traveling in places where people are not as privileged as you are of course you can yeah. catch some of that through um you know podcasts and YouTube and films and you know reading but it's definitely beneficial to go there and see and, and perhaps you can discover uh, something different in your music yeah. and your voice by doing that. What's been the most life-changing uh, event that's happened to you to make you do music or made you reevaluate what you do within music? Has anything ever happened? Um, I always did music as a way to feel good, as a way to feel yeah. better. So I remember always trying doing that instinctively in the moment making up tunes to feel yeah. good there are lots of little moments in life where life you know shit hits the fan so to speak yep. <laughs> so i think everybody has uh, a survival mechanism when that happens and mine was always music um in a way it's i don't know if it's good because sometimes when i'm really truly you know at ease and content I don't really yeah. feel like writing. I'm not that disciplined sometimes, and I'm trying to change that. Uh, but yeah, I, I usually write when I'm when I'm suffering in some way, and and it's a cliche to say that the creative needs to suffer. I don't think we need to suffer at all. Uh, when you suffer too much, you can't write. I like anything. the fact you say that. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't write. You can't write shit when you're suffering too much. You're just comic. <laughs> you just can't. 
you know, actually do anything. It's that, it's that, it's those moments in between the suffering and, you know, the, the happiness where you're ecstatic. It's those moments which are probably more than anybody wants yeah. to admit that you can actually be creative for me. Um, but if there's one thing that did kind of make me wake, it kind of woke me up for a while, but I keep needing to remind myself of that sometimes because I do forget. I think we forget the bad shit that happens to us it's some true. more than others, <laughs> quicker yeah, than others. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, what was it, 2015? So quite, quite a few years ago, my mom uh, almost died and she's... Whoa. Yeah, through an aneurysm, but she was very lucky. The aneurysm didn't actually kill her, even though she had two. One just burst and caused this fistula thing behind her eye. And But oh. she had very little chances of surviving that. And um, she went to, she had a, a few operations. Um, the first one didn't go well. The second one, against all odds, she survived. Mm. And I remember really just, realizing it's like you get another chance to spend more time with someone and you take it for granted soon afterwards again yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know there's moments when i remember that so um i need to write a song about my mom next i think I see that reminds you see we've reminded you to write a song about your mom now so when yeah, you write you have to send that to us i will i will okay <laughs> who would you say has inspired you to do music or even be a songwriter because songwriting is a whole new world of its own. There's one thing being an artist, but then there's another thing being a songwriter. Uh, I think I, I think my my dad inspired me actually because my dad used to be a poet. He ah, never published. It makes sense. But he wrote. It makes sense now. <laughs> he wrote a lot. Um, he reads a lot. He he still writes, but he's he just doesn't get it out there. So I guess in a way. Um, he inspired me because he bought me all these books on Greek myths and poetry. He still buy, buys me books on Greek poetry and, and just keeps saying, you know, take this poem and turn it into a song. <laughs> you know, he's, um, he loves the language, languages. Yeah. And uh, I think his love for words kind of got me. And that's why I studied English literature before I studied music. And yeah, no, I love I love reading as well. It's one of my yeah, same loves. Yeah. <laughs> How did it feel when you first performed in on stage for the first time with a band? With a band. It, yeah. How was that feeling for you? How did it feel to you? It wasn't really a stage. I remember the first gig I did. I was fifteen, and we sang yeah. covers with this band while I was at school at the embassy at the danish embassy i think oh. we did a gig there and they just gave us you know 10 10 pounds each and free Seriously? food and we were so happy <laughs> and i was singing guns and roses and you know just shaking my head around <laughs> i remember feeling great i think there's something to be said about you know the energy and i was singing la bamba at the same time you know like right oh, after dear. very weird set list but it worked, people were entertained, and I, I remember enjoying it. Uh, and every time I perform on a stage, um, it's it's like it's the first time in a way, because it's always different, and yeah, it's an energy there that has to do with the people yeah. interacting with you that, you know, it's not the same as doing lockdown shows. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Oh, tell me about it. Oh. <laughs> It's not the same as doing lockdown podcasts. <laughs> it's not the same, yeah. It's different. <laughs> It's nice because you can still connect with people. That's why yeah. I know that people listening to this um, won't obviously see us. But when we're doing the podcast, well, I'll explain. When I'm doing a podcast, I can actually see the guest. Mm. But everybody else won't be able to see you, unfortunately, which is a shame because it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, it is so much fun being able to see everyone and... And it's so crazy how everyone has their own interpretation of everything and their emotions come out. And I get to see their emotions as well when I'm talking to them. But it's a beautiful thing to be able to do a podcast. But it's even better, I should say, when you're in front of each other. Yeah, because then you really get to connect as well. And I understand how you feel when you're on stage because that's another beautiful thing too. Is yeah. there anyone or is there any artist that you admire? 
Ooh, that you can say go for it give me a list but I, I mean i have i have some favorites pj harvey is a favorite Ooh, artist okay i always yeah. liked her a lot and really admire how she changes in every you know album it's like every album is a collection of poems with her she's just so yeah. and it's so different than the previous one she's not afraid to experiment and to change and another artist i love who is similar but different obviously yeah. musically is regina specter um, um do you know regina specter i don't i'm gonna research her now she's wonderful as well yeah and she's she doesn't even believe that you have to have one voice which is you know what commercial pop kind of you don't have to have one voice yeah, yeah. so she, she plays with all sorts of styles and you know jazz blues pop rock and she does it all so well and every song of hers tells a story and i think that's what i personally i love songs because i feel they're stories and i love stories i love writing short stories and if they're going to be a song they're going to be a song if they're going to be something else great it's just so i love films as well they're all stories really they're all stories we tell ourselves yeah and other people it's, yeah I know you spoke about your dad and I feel like he's going to be your answer. But is there one person in your life that has supported you through everything that you've been doing to this point? That's my mom, actually. That's your mom? Yeah, she's oh, hey, the mom. rational one, but she's also oh. the one who is, she's one of the most selfless human beings I've ever, you know, had the luck of, of knowing and being raised by. She's always supportive. She always believes you need to, you know, even if, even if, because she comes from a very traditional, you know, patriarchal background herself, Cypriot, yeah. Cyprus is very traditional in terms of, I don't know, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's very Middle I, Eastern I, type I of, I went, uh, to, I went to Mykonos, which was beautiful. I've never been to and Mykonos, I yeah. Yeah, I went to Mykonos and it was beautiful and um, it was either Athens or Mykonos. So I said, okay, let Hezel tells it and then we went to Mykonos. And as soon as I got off the plane, there were loads of people saying, come to my house, come to my house. <laughs> so yes. it was amazing. Yeah, no, it's true. We Greeks have this, uh, we are philoxeni, as we say in philoxenia. <laughs> yeah. We love um, hosting and being friendly to people. Yeah, it's really nice. Compared to <laughs> London, like, no one would be like, come to my house, come to my house. <laughs> you know, they don't do that here. It's true because I, cause I, I, I've been living here for a while now and I, I hear a lot of... Um, Greek people tell me, ah, oh, but you know, they're cold there and this and that. It's not like that. It's just a big city. When you actually engage with someone in a supermarket or, you know, well, not now that there's lockdown going on, <laughs> you know, in the streets, people will stop and they will talk to you and they will say hello. Yeah, they will. It's yeah, just they will. how you approach them as well. I think everybody, everybody needs, um, you know, everybody wants a smile. Everybody wants a connection. It's just in a bigger city, it's more difficult somebody needs yeah. to initiate it <laughs> that's true no that's true I'm always I'm always trying to make a conversation with someone and sometimes I get really good responses and sometimes I get responses where I want to run but it's <laughs> true there's so many different people <laughs> so many characters here <laughs> but regardless of the case I never regret trying to make a conversation with that's someone great. no it's perfect if you were stuck in a desert island and all you had was food and water what one person, dead or alive, would you want to have a conversation with? And what one album would you want both of you to listen to? Would I want to have a conversation with? And I was by myself. Yeah. Hmm. That's a difficult one. I can't single out one person. I, I know do. it's so hard to say one. <laughs> Someone, even the album someone that hard. i don't know or someone like it could be someone that you don't know it could be someone that's dead and you just you're inspired by them and you mm. want to bring them back for that one day and then you have to pick an album that both of you would also listen to <laughs> i would say something um, humorous because i can't really <laughs> gandhi oh you're the second person to say that today really Okay, yeah. and I'd I'd listen to Jagged Little Pill by Alanis and tell him, ah. explain this, dude. It's not all done peacefully. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because I don't agree with how, you know, sometimes I, I think all emotions are valid. And sometimes, yeah, you can be angry. 
it's okay yeah. to be angry as long as you don't kill anyone yeah. or hurt anyone physically or emotionally you know you yeah. could box uh, uh, uh you know what do you call them just do something healthy to get your anger out but yeah, I'm Greek. I'm a drama queen. I will be angry <laughs> when someone pisses me off. And no, it's just I love, I, I love that passionate. album. I love that album. Some people say, "Oh, it's really angry," and you know, yeah, but it's good. It comes from the heart. It's you know, yeah, you, like, it makes you angry too. You, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's if brilliant. You had an, oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? I would most probably be in the background of you two and be like, oh. Yeah, I, I would just be missing. I was definitely in the trees. I'd be climbing like a monkey up in the trees, <laughs> just listening. I'd be like, I want to hear what them two guys say. <laughs> if you had an unlimited budget of money, yeah, hmm. what is the one thing or many things? that you would change in the music industry that you feel needs to be changed? If I had unlimited money, gosh, um, I think I'd be overwhelmed. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather not have unlimited money. Um, what would I change? Well, a lot of things. I mean, I think, I think it's easier than ever now to record your own music. And, yeah, definitely. You know, do definitely. things cheaply perhaps cheaper yeah. in some ways but yeah. um it's still quite difficult to promote yourself without a lot of money i think it's yeah. the pr that costs a lot and it's a lot of it's time consuming and obviously if you have to if you're a musician you don't earn a lot of money from your music so that's true you can't spend all that time just promoting yourself and and you know paying for that um so yeah i dish it out to everybody <laughs> yeah. take some make, put take yourselves some. out there <laughs> take some and music you know if music is free you know it would be it'd be a lot easier no yeah it would in a way lot. it is free though it's not like it's not like musicians get a lot of money from being played on spotify or any of those platforms yeah. we don't really but um it it does cost a lot to make music does cost yeah, a lot it to does make. even if you can make it on your own you still need to pay your musicians you should hire a producer unless you have that expertise um how, how is it for you echo how do you typically go through the process of starting a song to finishing a song so i mean the idea from having the idea to the songwriting to doing it with your band then to getting it out there talk about the process of it um i definitely need to be more consistent and disciplined in that i should write more often i go through bursts because i do a lot of different things right now i'm focusing on a film so i'm not really writing as much uh, but my process is is quite straightforward in that i just if i'm not just inspired which usually is the case i i feel like I say something or I think of something and I write it down and then that can lead to a song um, or uh, I have a feeling and it's really intense and I, I feel you know a certain thing and that I need to express I need to give it some substance so in that sense I just pick up the guitar and try and, and formulate some melodies with lyrics yes. and I record everything and I put it away and then I'll listen to it again and then work on that so I might be working on one song for days, uh, weeks, months. It just depends how often I revisit it <laughs> and I keep working on it because a song will change a lot from its inception, which might be just a phrase or, or a hook to its final moments. Once I finish the structure and the lyrics and I'm happy with it, only then am I going to give it to my guitarist, my cellist, for example, and just say, should we, should we do this? Should we? And then they will add their own input. So um, that's how, how, is it when, how I do it. How is it when your band actually puts their input into your music for you? So if they want to change something, are you, you know, receptive to it where you're like, okay, um, yeah, we can change that. Or are you like, no, you're not changing that because I know songwriters are different in with their emotions and their connection towards their work. Yeah. So how is it for you being able to? I'm really lucky because I perform with like 
very talented musicians and I have different musicians in different countries. So in, in London, I'm working with um, an amazing guitarist called Adam Green, who also works with other singer-songwriters and Mao, who I've worked with for like 12, 13 years now. And then, and then um, I, I've had a few cellists, but the one that I'm working with currently is very talented, Maddie Hamilton. She's very creative as well, and she sings. Uh, so, and then I, in France, I'm working with another guy called Daniel Mizrahi in Cyprus, Odyssea Stumazu, who's another guy. And then in Paris, I've co-written songs. One's coming out 15th of June with uh, The Spectre. Yeah. So it's, cool. he's a rapper, but he's a producer as well and a songwriter and we work really well together so yeah i think i'm very fluid in that i'll have the structure down but there is room to adjust um to adjust maybe not lyrics but nobody's ever told me let's change a lyric but i'm open to that as well the last song i released called flow which was written a long time ago <laughs> five years ago but i released it in february um that one changed a lot over the course of performing it with different musicians um, and the guy who, who, who wrote the piano for that, um, Andreas Pavvedru, he's now in Cyprus, uh, he helped a lot in kind of coming up with his own ideas for simplifying the song. So yeah, I think everybody contributes um, their ideas and I'm, I'm always open to that. And um, yeah, I think it's a collaboration in that sense. Even if you write the, the actual song, the, the end product and the performance that you give, everybody's collaborating together in order for that to happen. So, what, what do you do when you have writer's block? How do you feel? How do you get away from it? I think I have to be it creative. now. <laughs> what? No, just, I think writer's block is just, you know, when you, when you put too much pressure on yourself to, to come up with something that's amazing, that's when it hits you because that's not how songs begin not with this "Ooh, i'm gonna write something amazing and we all fall into that trap and i think the longer i don't finish a song the more stressed i feel about that and the more i think oh it needs to be perfect i think there is it, writer's block is just too much perfectionism which i do struggle with so the way i beat it is i just stop doing what i'm doing and i go for a walk and i don't put that pressure on myself that i have to you know it will come sometimes Sometimes you don't want to write, you want to enjoy the sun and you want to read a book and you want you need yeah. to get out of your head basically and and enjoy someone else's music and you know. Hey, that's true. Uh, and then try oh, again. <laughs> no, definitely. You don't fight anyone. <laughs> yeah. How would you how would you describe your style of music because that is definitely something I want to ask you because you come up with all these beautiful titles and and you know ideas and stories. But how would you describe your sound and your style compared to everybody else who's out there? Um, I've been told I'm folk noir, which I really dig. I love that. <laughs> I love noir. Oh, nice. <laughs> but I, yeah. I don't know because I think I have a variety of styles within the music and I think it's going to change. Um, I want it to change. I want it to evolve. I want to put more of my Greek roots in it somehow but it's finding the right musicians to also you know who bring that vibe in um so i think it's very folky and it's very poppy sometimes it can be pop rock maybe elements of that elements of blues i love the blues but ultimately it's driven by the lyrics so it's very lyrical in that sense yeah and yeah i i think there is an underlying rock blues folk vibe going on um but I guess, yeah, they're they're very simple stories, really. Yeah. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I don't well, know how to always... describe it quite. No, 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 you describe it. You, I always say to people, describe it from your heart. If it comes from your heart, then that's the correct yeah. answer. Yeah, I think you can interpret you... one a song in so many different ways. Um, so many different ways it also depends on the instrumentation you choose so when i when i use just a cello and a guitar it becomes more acoustic and folky but if i were to put a full band behind it it would sound more rocky maybe so that all has to do with the way it sounds no make me think now actually yeah what is your ultimate goal in life 
when it comes to music? What's your ultimate goal? So if someone said, I'll give you everything on a plate, what would it be for you? Uh, to write, keep writing, but also to connect with people through my writing. In other words, if I, if one song I write actually moves someone, I feel I've achieved something or make someone yeah, feel I always something. Say that. Yeah, just, yeah, just that. Yeah. That makes me feel like it's worth it. You know, there's yeah. there's a connection going on, even if I'm not aware of it. Um, so I think it's really important to just keep going with it because you can't not go with it. So that's true. yeah, it's it's that this. It's I don't have an ultimate goal of you know making lots of money from it or. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting more money from it. Don't get me wrong, because it's not an end in itself. You make the money, you yeah, put it into no, the music, music yeah, videos and, and work. Working in music costs a lot. Touring costs a lot. If you're an independent artist, you don't have the luxury yeah, of, of doing that. Um, but it's never been my ultimate goal to just, uh, I don't know, be famous or any of that. But unfortunately, well, or fortunately, I don't know. Uh, fame is a byproduct of being really successful in what you're doing in our world. So, um, I guess being able to do it for as long as possible is what I want. That's that's fair enough. That's absolutely fair enough. Which actually leads me onto my next question because you kind of said some of the answer. But let's see. Define what success is and define what success means to you. The final. Define it. So define break. It. Yeah, define what success means to you. So everybody has a different perception of what success is. Like mm. success could be, you know, just living through cancer. Success mm. could mean passing your driving test. Success could mean being in love. Everyone has a different definition of what success is. But what does success mean to you as a person? Being truthful, which is not always easy. Truthful uh, in yeah, your life, truthful in your writing, yeah. truthful with the people around you. It's not always easy to do. Yeah. How do you find it when you have to be truthful to someone? Um, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It just, it, do you ever, it's being do you ever truthful. Write a song about it? Being truthful to yourself is even harder sometimes, you know, being aware of your own bullshit. Sometimes. Yeah. No, I haven't written a song about it, but I plan to. Oh, and you asked me about my process earlier. Maybe I should show you this. Give me yeah. a sec. Okay, cool. Right. So, ah. This is another way I've, I've been trying to kill writer's block. I've been carrying around this piece of paper with random phrases and words. They won't make any sense if somebody sees this. Okay. Read them out. But, Can you read oh them out? Oh my gosh, sure. Come and see me sometime. That might be a song. Okay. It is what it is. Cliche, but you know, it works. Give in to it. Okay. Dead echoes. That was me. Yeah. Macabre. Fight back. Ah, two cities. I like that title. Two rivers. Sky, air, light. And then I have a note to myself. Deliver work to Mark Smith by t tonight. I haven't done that yet. The sound of the cracking red. So I have different different phrases and words and ideas that will might be stringed into different songs or so, one song or I don't know. Just so would you say it's a good idea to always write down your ideas and then just yeah, roll with them and write down and without filtering yourself. So just free write. Free write is a great writer's block killer because you just don't think too hard about what you're gonna write just let things flow out of you that can be quite disturbing when you read them back but at the same time you can get little <laughs> pearls there that you're that you wouldn't have maybe thought of if you because the whole idea of free writing is letting your unconscious or subconscious stream of thought come out on yeah. paper and it's all there and it tells you more about yourself than you than you probably tell yourself consciously so that's true that's the you. <laughs> <laughs> was there ever a time ago where you felt like you wanted to give up on what you were doing because you had the lack of money or you um didn't have the right people around you or the direction that you were going in wasn't the direction that you thought you maybe were going in oh yeah how did you bring your, how did you bring yourself back to 
you know, reality to say, you know, I'm Echo, I can do this. I feel like that all the time. <laughs> I've always felt like that. It's up and down, you know, I'm, I'm very emotional and very, um, you know, all or nothing type of person. So when, when you know, things come into a routine and, and some things aren't happening, I, I can get very impatient. I can think, oh, maybe I'm just, you know, not good enough or maybe this isn't what I want and I'm getting older and blah, blah, blah. And, and but then I make a cup of tea and I just get on with it. <laughs> and then I, I feel better. I go for a walk. And a walk. Cup of tea and a walk. And you know, my mom, she's wonderful. She knows me really well. So when I'm grumpy and I'm like in that mode, she'll say, okay, let me go, go, go for a walk. I'm going to hang up on you now. Go for a walk. Get yourself a cup of tea and we'll talk afterwards, okay? And I'm like, okay, go for a walk, I come back, have my tea, and I'm better already. Life Aww. is just moments. <laughs> Life is just moments. So, yeah. Is there any advice that you would give to artists or songwriters out there about what we've just literally spoke about? About being positive and optimistic, about writing and, and feeling down and well, how to get yourself back up. I think you say? the secret to being positive actually is not being too hard on yourself when you're not feeling positive. Just accepting it all because we're not machines, we're not robots, we're not going to be smiling all the time. We're going to feel so many emotions throughout the course of the day. And it's fine. If we weren't so emotional, we wouldn't be writing music. We wouldn't be doing creative stuff. We need that. Um, and I it's agree. perfectly natural. So yeah, I guess my secret of staying positive more or less and getting on with things and, and you know, loving life, even if you know, it doesn't always seem so on the outside. I do love life and I do yeah. enjoy the simple stuff in life. Um, yeah. I think it's just accepting, you know, the ups and downs. And I, there's people that I know that are better at that than I am, far better. And they've taught me to just accept yeah. it, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. If you're feeling like shit, that's fine. Go speak to someone, go see a GP. You know, it's okay to be depressed sometimes. We all get depressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Treat yourself, you know, uh, get treatment, don't feel ashamed, just, you know, we only have, we have a gift, it is a gift, it is a gift, it, it just goes when you don't expect it, and if anything, this pandemic kind of shows you that, that, you know, unexpected yeah, shit happens, and <laughs> you might not, you might not live an extra day to see it, so yeah. since you have that opportunity, just make every day count, I don't think that's, that's, I think that's there's so much wisdom in that. Make every day count. And I think that's why I have insomnia. <laughs> I just can't go to bed until I've done something that makes me feel like, yeah, the day can now go to bed. <laughs> so much to no, do. I don't. <laughs> you know, like overworking brain. So much to do. I love sleeping too, though. It's just, you know hard to get to yeah especially, especially when you feel warm and stuff oh yeah no it's, but i'm always i'm always thinking of questions because i i love what i do so i'm always thinking of what questions to ask people how that can resonate with them to resonate with other people mm. and to me i'm like i'll wake up in the middle of the night oh my gosh i got a question That's great. <laughs> And I'll start writing it down and then my partner will look at me and be like, are you okay? <laughs> I just got a question. <laughs> okay, I'm going back to sleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and that's kind of, I guess, how music is as well. Because you can wake up in the middle of the night. Have you ever had a dream? I always ask people this question. Have you ever had a dream where you've written a song and then you wake up and you thought you wrote the song down but you didn't? I, one of my, the first song I ever released in 2014 was a song I dreamed, half of it was in a dream, and I woke up singing it. It's never happened to me after that, so it's not like I'm a phenomenon and this happens to me often, that was just once. <laughs> and it was six years ago, no, more than six years ago, but I released it in 2014. And it was a weird, weird sensation, but the song with the lyrics and, you know, the verse and the chorus were in my head the whole way through like repeat 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 and i found that the songs that i finish faster are the songs that haunt me in that way like the melody is always there it's just in my head until i i finish it um and yeah that that was one it's called bricks and sparrows you can listen to it yeah, <laughs> definitely. yeah definitely if there was one song in the world echo that you wish you wrote 
in the history of music what song would you choose and why would you choose that particular song oh, uh, look at her face easy. her face is like oh it's my god easy. God. hallelujah by leonard cohen i love that song. yeah and i love the way jeff buckley sings it especially i mean there's many songs i love but that one just does something to me i think it's the way that also jeff buckley interprets the song but i love the way leonard cohen sings it too but it's that emotion in the lyrics you know and and it kind of represents how i think about love which is quite sad i hope it changes <laughs> i'm sure it will it, it, it is changing already but you know it's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah <laughs> yeah that's what he wrote in those lines it's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah and he sings it in a way that cracks his voice and cracks his insides and it's just it's really it's really beautiful um there is vulnerability in 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 that song and for me that's you know when pain can be moving in that way because it's real because it's true yeah I mean, you're making me think now. I'm like, oh, okay. But, get my but, notes but, but, out but I love, I love, oh, feeling good by me. You know, Nina Simone, feeling good. Oh, I love, I Nina love Simone, that yeah. song. I've got her records there. My dad passed me down his records, and Nina Simone was in there, and there was a lot of jazz and a lot she's of blues great, in there. Isn't she? Yeah, and she's strong as well, and and you know, she she represents for women, not just women, but. You know, she she talks a lot about what's really going on in the world, not just what people want to hear. Yeah, she's not afraid of it. No. And when I was doing my research on Nina Simone, I found out that she sold one of her albums to a record label for two thousand pounds, and then they made over like two million or even more than that. And and at the time, she sold the album only because she wanted to support and help her family i think it was that's the reason why she sold two grand so obviously back in those days two thousand pounds sounds like a lot of money but um yeah the record label managed to make a good two million or more than that on on her album Very which is so sad yeah how, how do you feel about how do you feel about that because if a record label or, or a publishing company was to come to you and say hey echo we're gonna give you like say the equivalent to that now might be what half a million if they were to give you half a million for your album would you sell your album or give your rights away or do you feel like artists need to know a lot more about the music business because i feel like a lot of artists are shadowed mm. by fame rather than knowledge no, not not the ones that I know. The ones that I know are quite savvy, but yeah, you're probably right. I would never give away my copyright because I don't yeah. think that's... Unless I'm a ghostwriter and there are... I mean, people do that yeah. for work, which is fine. It depends how you view your songwriting. I'm very protective. Yeah. They're like my babies. <laughs> I don't want yeah, no, to give them... Not. I don't have any babies of my own, so those are my babies. <laughs> you don't touch my babies. <laughs> I get mad. <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'm I'm I have not ever signed with a record label either. I'm I'm and I'm not kind of desperate to. If if one comes along with a good offer that's going to benefit me, uh I wouldn't bother because I'm not commercially, you know, I'm not I'm not commercially viable. <laughs> I'm not like a a, a young uh cutesy you know what I mean not to demean anyone yeah. but I don't I wouldn't I don't think I'd make a good um, investment at this point unless they loved my music so if they loved my music yes. they would want to continue with me writing it and they would either give me a good deal or no deal <laughs> yeah but, yeah. So yeah I don't it's think nowadays the, the record in, the industry has changed so much that it's not publishing companies I think are very important yeah. Because I'm glad it's all about that. syncing your songs to to you know TV commercials films, but in terms of record labels, I think unless they're the big ones or unless they have a budget to invest in you, uh, promoting you and marketing you, you can do a lot of that stuff on your own. You do need money to do it though, um, but you can do a lot of it on your own. And I don't think record labels actually even bother approaching you now. Or big publishing labels until you've proven that you have a large following and that you've been doing most of it on your own anyway. Yeah, I think it's because they don't want to invest the money 
like they used to. Like before, they used to give you a large sum of money, and even if they lost it, they wouldn't care. Because people don't buy CDs anymore. They don't buy albums. They buy singles. So it's changed, and there's so much free music out there, which is a good thing. But because of the internet, I think everything is so different. In a way, it's good for us because we can promote ourselves, you know, in a way that we haven't been able to in the past. There's so many platforms that you can promote yourself and do everything a record label would be doing. It's just you don't have the money to put into the advertising. For me, that's the bummer because、um, obviously, as independent artists, we put a bit of money on the side for advertising, but it's not the same as the thousands of pounds that I'm sure you know record labels put in for an artist.、Yeah. You know, put your face here and there so that people can get to know you, be curious about you. We can't do that as independent artists,、yeah. but you know what? It's 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 the same as what what we mentioned before. It's like what's what's the end game? What 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 are you after?、Um, I I love anonymity. I don't. I honestly love it. I I think fame would be a nightmare for me because I don't like people butting into my business, knowing too much about me or or judging me. And I think with fame, you get that inevitably. You know, if you ask any famous person, they're like. You know, you get that. You get invasion of privacy. People put you up, but unfortunately, it's part of humanity. They want to bring you down as well. It's like because they're bored. <laughs> Only people who are bored do that. Sometimes I ask people, what do they prefer? So, if I was to give you fame or money, which one would you take?、Oh, definitely money. Because with money, you could do so much. You could you could give、yeah. it to charity. You could help people. You could help yourself. You could do so much.、Yeah. Money doesn't make you happy, but it makes things easier.、Yeah. I never feel that money is an end in itself. Exactly I'm not going to be a hypocrite、yeah. and say I don't want any money. Everybody needs money to survive in this world. Unfortunately,、yeah. it would be better if we didn't have money. If we just exchange、yeah. things. So, 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 how? Okay, okay. Here's a question for you. You've just brought up another question. If that was the case, right? And there was no more money, which I think they're trying to do anyways. Yeah, how do you think this world would be? Because there are some people who are not like us in the aspects of having a talent. How would they be able to exchange things, or how do you interpretate not having money in the world would affect us all? I mean, I've always been for the barter system <laughs> since I was a kid. I do feel that I. I mean. I hoard a lot of books, and I hoard a lot of other stuff that I don't really need. And I think it's part of our consumerist, you know, brainwashing reality to kind of buy things to make ourselves feel better. I, I might not buy a lot of makeup, or, or you know, everybody buys、yeah. different things to make themselves feel better.、Um, yeah. uh, and we don't need all these things, so it would be good for our health and for me too if I could. You know, buy a book, read it, and then exchange it with another book, and then you know, exchange things. If you exchange things, you would we would probably be able to live more minimalist lives,、uh, yeah. which you know, I think it's difficult when you're able to buy a bulk of shit you don't need. You end up not living a minimalist life, and we'd end up not wasting a lot of resources and exploiting people with little money. You know. Like we do, we wouldn't need so much, maybe, because it's it's like you see this in the pandemic when there's time in times of crisis when you can't really get a lot of stuff. You just learn to adapt without them, like toilet roll. I'm joking. <laughs> we never had that problem, but you know, I was a bit worried about toilet roll, and I bought all these Kleenexes in the beginning when I saw there's no toilet roll. We only have five left. And my flatmate was like, "Don't worry, we'll be fine." And I was like, "I'm getting Kleenexes just in case." <laughs> you know, like, what are we gonna do?、Uh, <laughs> people adapt. People adapt. You know, they find ways to adapt. So I think we would find a way to adapt without money. Although I doubt, I doubt we would we would be without money because you know there's the Bitcoin and all of that. I think it will、yeah. always be a currency because I think. We humans are quite competitive, and we, we we're ambitious, and that's not always a bad thing. But in terms of you know capitalism、yeah. and how it will evolve, I don't think it's going to disappear. And I think, yeah, I think the the beauty of of creative stuff like music and films, and you know, is you need money in order to promote them and get them out there for a larger audience to see. But money and capitalism can also 
be a deadener because it's hard to get them to notice things that aren't commercial yeah. or aren't that's definitely true well that that's definitely true if i was to bring your family members and a bunch of your friends in a room and i asked them to say one choose one word just one word to describe you what do you think they would say what one word do you think that they would use to describe you oh my dad would say belly which means crazy nuts oh, yeah. <laughs> and he'd laugh a, he'd laugh when you said that <laughs> she's nuts <laughs> good luck <laughs> I love it. I've had a few crazy. I've had a few crazies this week, actually. I have had a few crazies, and you know the funny thing? It's all been from the women. Oh, really? I yeah. Love it. Not one man has. Not one man has turned around and said crazy. I think the men turned around and said ego, oh, and and strong. Yeah. And all most of the women have turned around and said crazy. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why that's come up. But I always ask that just to see what they would say. But literally all this week, like 80% of women have said crazy. That's great. I mean, I'm all for that. I think uh, creative madness is necessary. Totally is. <laughs> it totally is. If you're going to write anything worth writing, I think you need to be a little bit unhinged or brave enough to be unhinged. You can't follow the rules. You can't just be... You can't... You can't be proper about it. You have to be a bit, yeah, a bit mad. True. Yeah. If you if you're not crazy, then I don't think that that creative side comes out of you the way it should yeah, be. Yeah, because emotions are not ordered. They're very irrational, disordered. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> little, little, <laughs> little. I don't know. Little Smurfs. <laughs> Now you got me singing the theme song of Smurfs. <laughs> I, did, I did actually listen. To, I did have a tape of that when I was younger. I hope I wasn't influenced. That's all I got to say. If I have been, then forgive me. But yeah. Oh dear. If the, I don't know if I've asked you this, but is there a quote that represents you as a person? Yes. Talk to me. Um, it's only the impossible is worth the effort. From Jeanette Winterson. Ooh, I like that. Say it for me again. Only the impossible is worth the effort. I like that. So that's the quote that you carry around with you every day to keep you going. That's the quote that comes in my head when I feel despair. And I say, I can't do this. I hate that phrase. I can't do this. Are you sure you're not a warrior goddess in your oh, past Oh, thank life? you. Thank you. Well, mm. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> I'm a warrior goddess. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> Bro, because they... So, okay, let me explain to our listeners. The reason why I said that is because, obviously, because of our interview and I always listen to everything that everyone says and I take it and I have my own interpretation of a person and I put it into a character and that's how I'm creative and for me I just visualized that and I thought let me just say it but my name um, Louise my original name because I have Savior in my name I have quite a long name but my name means famous warrior wow. Louise means famous warrior and apparently Savia means chosen one so it's famous warrior chosen one so I, I love to look up people's names and find out what their names mean do you know what your name I do actually mean yeah tell it me it means light ah. and so you were, you were warrior in your past life and now you're light in this life see that's a song in itself <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess we're all warriors, aren't we? We're all yeah, in our in our own way, especially now yeah. with this that's going on. I think that we are all trying to fight for something that we believe in. Yeah, definitely. Which yeah, definitely makes sense. So I have a few more for you. If you could give advice to your fans and your followers out there. You love what you do what advice would you give them to uplift them and keep them going within music or just following you as a person 
I mean, I've always said this to people.、Um, just follow the thing that makes you makes you want to play. By play, I mean you know have fun, enjoy yourself, feel things, turn things around, experiment. You know, don't do things just to earn money and go home and live in a routine. You know, you you you're living dead alive. Then you're not really living. You gotta find a way to even if you have to do a job that you don't like. We all have to do jobs that we're not you know enthused by. All of us, everybody.、Um, it's just find a way to fit in. Something that you love in your day, even if it's ten minutes or an hour, it doesn't really matter as long as you're doing it. Because ultimately, the I think the the way to be miserable is to just do what you have to do <laughs> by to please others rather than to、yeah. to make yourself you know feel good and happy and and that you have a purpose in life. And I think having a purpose should be. About love, and it could be love for you know music. It could be love for your kids as well. But you know, your kids want to see you happy. You have to be fulfilled as an individual to fulfill you know other people and to be a good,、uh, a good carer or a good you know. Just do something for yourself. Be a bit selfish in the good sense. You know, follow your passion.、Yeah. And we all have yeah, passions, I、like、and I think we're all we're all talented as well. I don't agree with this idea that oh that person's talented and they made it the other. I don't think that at all. I think it's just talent. We're all talented. We just have to discover our different talents. There's so many that everybody has, and、uh, give them time, and don't don't just give up because you're not famous. I mean, I should have given up a long time ago. <laughs> oh why? Well, if if we're looking at success in terms of fame, you know, I. Yeah. So many people have, you know, over the because I've been doing music for a very long time. I was like, why are you still in London? Since you haven't made it, you know, come back. I will go back eventually to my little island one day, you know, because I love it. I miss it a lot, and my family is there. But、um, I don't feel I've not. I'm not successful just because I'm not famous. I've never thought that. Which is lucky for me, or I would have given up a long time ago. And I do know a few people who who have given up in a way. Not a lot, but a few people that you know. I used to play music with them when I was much younger, and they'd just gone into their, just, taken up jobs that they're not really satisfied with. But they make a lot of money. They've you know started having a family, which is all great. You could do both, though. I do believe you don't have to choose between having a family and. Doing your passion, you、yeah. can do both. You just have to find someone supportive who'll do it with you, and <laughs>、yeah. you know.、Uh, I, I just think life is really important. To it's really important for you to follow your passion if you want to have a happy life. Yeah. If there's one thing that you could say about you now that you don't normally say in an interview or even a podcast, what one thing would you say to your fans and your followers now that you don't normally say? About, but it has to be about yourself. Ah, ah, <laughs> she's on the spot now. I struggle with addiction sometimes. Addiction、yeah. to chocolate. <laughs> it's not. It's not addiction to crisps. Addiction to people.、Um, does it? Does it go in? Does it go in phases? It goes in phases. Yeah, and I think I think I can be very lonely sometimes. I think humans can be very lonely, but I think it doesn't. We don't normally admit it. I think loneliness is very. It's a it's a sly motherfucker. <laughs> Let me put it that way. It really is because it has nothing to do with how many people write to you on social media or how many people you have around you. Yeah, perhaps living in London, you know, millions of people here, and we're so close and so far apart,、uh, that can be make you very lonely, especially if your you know your whole family is in another country. I do feel lonely a lot, but I I deal with it and I get. I get round it, and it doesn't. It's not a stagnant kind of force that stays with me. But I think a lot of people、yeah. suffer from this, and I think the older you get, I mean, and and my heart goes out to you know people who are older than I don't know, who people who are in their seventies, for example, who've had to be more locked in than us because of the situation. The loneliness they must feel must be ten times worse、uh, than what、yeah. we younger people are feeling. Um, I think when you get older, you get lonelier, and we need to be more compassionate with, you know, 
people that are older than yeah. us and yeah oh that is that do do you have any singles coming out i do so, i yeah, have on, a, a song called bury you <laughs> hey <laughs> coming out uh i co-wrote this song with the specter so he's okay. a, a a really wonderful rapper, songwriter, producer based in Paris. We're very good friends, and uh, he produced the song and co-wrote it with me uh, in August. Um, August, yeah, uh, last year. And uh, we're bringing. We were gonna release it in the, on the first of May, but because of everything happening, too many people dying every day. We thought it was inappropriate yeah. as well because of the title, which has nothing to do with the pandemic. It's very personal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're releasing it on the 15th of June. Uh, I can't. Yeah, wait. there's no no music video, unfortunately. Even though we, I was due to go to Paris in April and film one, but obviously we couldn't do that. But the song's yeah. coming out. Okay, wicked guys, look out for that. Okay, and where can we find you finally? Where can we find Echo on all your social media? Yeah, Go for it, Echo it wants her voice back. I mean, if you can remember the name, <laughs> she wants her voice I back think. in it. She does. <laughs> Echo wants her voice back. We're on uh, Facebook, um, Instagram. Um, I recently discovered my MySpace page is still alive, which is weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm very Whoa, weird. Yeah. It just, I oh thought it God. was dying, but it came back suddenly. I just someone messaged me saying you're on myspace and i was like i thought that was dead no it's still going strong river nation oh, what else um youtube uh, um if you want to subscribe to my youtube channel i'm gonna be releasing a lot of covers i've already started i have a lockdown cover coming up on friday uh ah, yeah stay tuned guys and yeah basically i have a website just wherever you want you can reach me i'm I try to reply to as many people as possible, so you can email me or message me, and yeah, send in requests if you want me to write something specific. I can try. I think it's been fun. It's a nice challenge. <laughs> oh, hear that, guys? Get writing in, sending your requests. <laughs> Echo, I want to thank you so much thank for coming on the People Podcast. That was fun. It's been stellar. I loved it. Yeah, me too. And guys, thank you so much for listening to the Ask People podcast. And please remember, you can subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and any other platform that you prefer. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can donate to the Ask People podcast so we can talk to lovely people like Echo. All you need to do is go on to PayPal and click in paypal.me forward slash Ask People podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Stay happy. Stay positive and continue to be kind to one another.